This is the Taz and Jim Podcast. Actually, Jim, we want to talk. You do have a secret crush on somebody. Yeah, I don't know if I call it a crush, but I feel like this guy is underrated. And I'm, I am loving this, um, what they're calling a renaissance. Brennan Frazier, he was a big actor in the 90s, if you don't recognize the name. He was an Encino man. He was George of the, the Jungle. Mummy. The Mummy. I think The Mummy is up there with the... Uh, Indiana Jones movies for me. I know that may be blasphemous, but I think that's an underrated movie. The Mummy is a great movie. Well, I um, would say for your generation, you're a decade younger than me. The Mummy movies are your Indiana Jones movies. I don't know if the sequels are any good. I don't. They don't stick out to me. But the Mummy, or the original, is a great movie. Um, and he was just. I feel like he was. He was a big star back in the day. Bamboozled or bedazzled, whatever that. He was like every year. He had a huge movie out, and then in 2000, he went away. And the reason I I kind of want to be on Team Brandon Fraser here because like a, five years ago a, a picture surfaced of him, he didn't look great. He's losing a lot of his hair. He put on a lot of weight, and he was known for the long hair and the chisel body. Yeah. So when he but people were like taking glee in it, which I don't like a lot when these when these actors kind of age out of their their good looks. People are almost happy about it or something. So people were piling on him, making fun of him for a while. He from what I read, he hurt himself doing a lot of stunts on the Mummy movies. Mm. So he had he wasn't as back or yeah wasn't as mobile as he used to be. So that's why he kind of uh, gained a little weight and got out of shape. Yeah, and he was he he made a couple comments about how he was no longer invited back to Hollywood. He was and, and you know people age out every once in a while. But oh, there was something else. There was there, a, there was a female executive who. Uh, made an advance on him and he called her out and apparently got blackballed as well really yeah huh, like a me too thing like, huh yeah that, that, I, I read a big well, article and, about then, the guy. and then recently anyway there's there's been a whole storyline here because recently he was in the batman movie or the female batgirl movie that was scrapped and nobody will ever see it that was supposed to be his comeback he was supposed to play the bad guy in that movie so nobody's ever going to see that movie so when is Brandon Fraser going to catch a break? Well, he just did. He was in another movie, weirdly enough, called The Whale, and it's about a 600-pound man who's having trouble with his daughter and his life. Um, so he couldn't have played that role back when he was in shape. He can now. It was just recently premiering at the uh, Toronto International Film Festival, and it was so good. He had such a good performance. There was a six-minute standing ovation for him. Now, I don't know if they're pandering to him, because I think he, it's a story you want to root for. So was the Everyone ovation... Everyone loves a comeback. Yeah, so was the ova- ovation purely genuine? I don't know, but he was getting emotional. He was tearing up. Made him cry. Yeah, and he was like, you know, it was nice to see him like almost like a Hollywood A-lister again. He's hanging out with Hugh Jackman and a bunch of other big stars, and he's kind of having what they're calling a renaissance. And I'm happy for the guy. I hope, I hope uh, he's in a few more movies. Nice. You don't seem excited, Taz. You're not a fan? You don't like Brandon Fraser? He's He's okay. okay. (laughs) He's okay. You should take this as a guy who's bald. You should take this as like a redemption arc that you could totally get behind. Yeah, I, I am kind of on the. You used to be in better shape. You used to be a stud. (laughs) I'm on the Brendan Fraser path right now, aren't I? (laughs) <laughs> I'm going to wait until Polly Shore uh, has his <laughs> renaissance. I don't know, and man. And then I'll get excited. Get that Encino Man 2 cooking. <laughs> this is the Taz and Jim Podcast. Highways are for suckers. Anyone who's cool knows you got to travel by hovercraft, baby. Mm-hmm. Yes. This is more like it. I've been going on and on about how disappointing it is at this stage in my life. 
you know, from everything I was promised from movies and books and comics when I was young, I thought definitely we'd have flying cars by now. <laughs> but I will settle for hovercrafts. Okay. I really did. I thought hovercrafts would be a bigger part of my life. Yeah, I remember that Jackie Chan movie with the giant hovercraft. Oh, yeah, that was, was that Rumble in the Bronx? That, yes, I think it was. That was Man. A, that was a great hovercraft. And then it runs scene. him over and he just leaves an indent in the sand. <laughs> That's what the kind of hovercrafting I want to see. Yeah, I got uh, introduced really to the hovercraft by G.I. Joe. Oh, yeah. <laughs> they had the big G.I. Joe hovercraft. You could have guys yeah. hanging off the side. Your hovercraft and swamp boats over in the G.I. Joe neighborhood. A 30-minute hovercraft service between Niagara and Toronto is expected to launch in summer of 2023. This is a, a company called Hoverlink Ontario Incorporated. They will move passengers across Lake Ontario in just half an hour. That's you'll, quick. Yeah, you'll get from Ontario Place in Toronto to Port Weller in St. Catharines. Hmm. 365 days a year because... It's a hovercraft. It can go over water. It can go over ice, whatever. And they plan to do 48 lake crossings per day. Wow. Looking at a picture of this thing, you know, it, it's not as large as a ferry, but it's it's a pretty substantially sized hovercraft. It looks slick. 180 passengers per craft is expected. Yeah, this, this looks awesome, man. Yeah, I don't know if it would be like a common mode of transport like if you just like instead of taking the greyhound or something i'm just gonna hop on the hovercraft but i, th- I think it might be like a maze of the mist type of novelty trip right i don't know man think of the time you'd save 30 minutes if you regularly had to go from toronto to niagara yeah yeah on the qew it's over and depending on traffic it's two hours yeah or more huh Depending on the price, yeah, I don't know. Imagine every morning you went to work, because <laughs> people commute for half an hour constantly, longer. <laughs> every morning you're on a hovercraft. Get the seasons pass. Yeah. That reminds, actually, my dad was looking into a hovercraft at one point. What? And it sounded crazy, but this was like 20 years ago. We were building our cottages up in Elliott Lake, and it's water access only, so there's no road that goes there. So we just have like a little barge that we take across. But like you said, 365 days a year for this hovercraft, Like if, you, if you're up north on the lake, there's a month on either end of the winter season where you can't cross because the snow is too, or the ice is too soft for a snowmobile. And right. Uh, yeah. And too so you much. can't get to your cottage by boat. Yeah. And my dad was times. looking it up, and I think he showed me like a, a, a listing in the triad, and there was one for like $20,000, which is a lot of money, but that's like what a brand new snowmobile costs. So it's not that outrageous. But it's not also not practical. And he was like, yeah, that was just a pie-in-the-sky oh, dream. But imagine. So close. I could have been a hovercraft pilot. Are you brave enough to let me see your peacock? Time for sports with our sports guy, Devin Peacock. And wow, that didn't take long. Serena Williams may unretire. Yeah, so she was uh, doing an interview uh, the other day and said that she may come back. She's uh, 40. She just famously retired from the U.S. Open and from tennis just a couple of weeks ago, saying she may make a comeback to tennis, and she is citing Tom Brady as her inspiration because she feels he started a really cool trend, and she might come back one day. First of all, it's not a cool trend. It's cool that Tom Brady is still playing football at age 45 and he's doing well, but the fact that he left 
got all the accolades and came back is the worst part of Tom Brady still playing football at 45. This is like when someone gets, you know, you know, married and then they get divorced like a month later. It's like, so do I get the uh, the wedding gift back? Like, is this... I want my toaster back, Tom. I do want my toaster back, Tom. But also, Ser- Serena... Tom's not the first guy to do this. Michael Jordan did this back in the True. 90s. Gordy Howe. I mean, there's yeah. Mary Lemieux, different circumstances, but there have been a lot of uh, pro athletes who have retired. Beast mode. And come back. Beast mode came back, mm-hmm. yes. Don't call it retiring. We're on a break, <laughs> right? <laughs> Take a break. If you need a little time to decide what you want to do, whether or not you want to continue, don't say you're retiring. Say that you are taking a break. That's the worst, though, because if you take a break and then retire while you're in a break, the fanfare, you get no accolades. You just whimper. You're off with a whimper instead of a bang. Better to burn out than fade away. Also, uh, Tom Brady got in kind of a fight with his wife uh, when he did this. <laughs> is that the cool trend that you want part of that as well? <laughs> Tom Brady is still in a fight with his wife. Have you seen Giselle said now she is going to unretire from being a supermodel? Mm. <laughs> oh, if I, I'm going to ret- unretire from supermodel modeling and ignore my family too, Tom. How does that sound? (laughs) Okay, well, I feel bad for our buddy Dave who came on our show. He thought he lucked out, was at the U.S. Open, saw supposedly Serena's last match of all time. You might want to save up for her next last match. This is the Taz and Jim Podcast. Let's check in and see how things are going over in England. Where... The body of Queen Elizabeth is lying in state, not in wait, as we learned earlier this week. That's a different thing entirely. Lying in state at Westminster Hall in London, England, she'll be laid to rest on Monday. There seems to be a lot of people who want to go and check out the Queen um, inside her coffin Outside of her coffin, you can't peek in. No, not open open coffin. No, Wake? Oh. coffin's covered with a flag. It's it's sitting there, but over four hundred thousand people are apparently lining up to get in to see the queen lying in state. Holy crap! <laughs> the, it's gonna take months. The lineup is being described as horrible and <laughs> grueling. Yeah, this is like this is like waiting in line for concert tickets times a hundred thousand. I was complaining. Remember how long the T-shirt line was in Hamilton at the Pearl Jam concert? Yeah, two hours. It was about an hour and a half. I waited, and uh, do you know how many times I thought about leaving the line? Many. But here's the thing: you get something. By the time you get to the end of that line, somebody hands you a T-shirt in exchange for money. But when you get up to the casket, you don't like you can't touch it. Oh no, it. they give you a T-shirt. <laughs> says, I waited in line for four days to see the queen in her coffin, yeah. and all I got was this lousy t-shirt. <laughs> <laughs> so the line stretches from Parliament across nearby Lambeth Bridge and along the opposite bank of the River Thames. Uh, people, they're, they're encouraging you to make sure you have water, you have food, and you know what you're getting into. Now, the good news is you can check out the queen's coffin without actually going there because there is a live feed right now. You can find a live feed online courtesy of the BBC and they just got cameras 
directed at the queen. They do change ca- camera it angles. It could just be a photo. <laughs> Let's be serious. <laughs> they change camera angles a little, every couple of minutes. So you see people moving through, or right? Or the flag waving, you know? But people are comparing it to the holiday Yule log that you'll put on your television. It's just burning in the background. Right. Yeah. It, there's not a lot going on. <laughs> <laughs> or like the rotisserie chicken. But you never know. If she is lying in wait instead of lying in state, and that coffin pops open oh you don't want to miss that moment so put it on the tv while you're doing chores around the house just in case in case there's a pop goes the weasel moment (laughs) the queen yule log this is the taz and jim podcast australia doesn't want the the new king on their money either (laughs) it's it's time to move on is it not uh, images have gone viral in Australia of Steve Irwin. Somebody did a Photoshop of the crocodile hunter on their money instead of King Charles, and people are getting behind that idea. <laughs> Imagine. I would love it. I would rather see Steve Irwin on their money. Their money looks a lot like can- Canadian money, too. It's got like the fun colors, so seeing Steve Irwin on one of those would be great. Yeah. Or Mick Dundee would be good. Who? Crocodile? Crocodile. Croc, <laughs> well, Crocodile Dundee. I love him too, but the fictional aspect. Mm. Well, he, he was a real actor. <laughs> Paul Hogan. Paul Hogan. That's right. <laughs> Good for you. <laughs> yeah. Uh, here in Canada, I know we shared a meme that one of our listeners sent to us of the Trailer Park Boys mm-hmm. on different denominations, and it got a lot of shares. Totally. That was popular. You got Ryan Reynolds uh, supporting the idea of putting John Candy on some of our oh, money. That'd be amazing. It's true. We, we've had so many great entertainment exports there's got to be someone other than sausage fingers charles we can put on the cash i don't know i don't like it's fun to joke about the entertainers on the money but i don't think it rises to the level of money uh honor you know what i mean like if somebody has done something profoundly to change the world like wilfred laurier or something like that you know um but just putting I, i love john candy but it seems almost superficial to put him on the money I do like uh, the idea of putting some indigenous icons sure. on the money. Yeah, that'd be great. You know, that way we can learn more about the indigenous culture. They've got some great visuals and... and uh, With headdresses, yeah. Oh, yeah. Like, that stuff would look incredible. You on know, money? Totals, yeah, in color? Yeah, totally. It would be great. Uh, but we're not, we're not the only ones thinking about it in the world here. Uh, changing... <laughs> Who's on our money now that that sweet old lady is gone? And we could be forced to look at Charles's face for the next who knows. <laughs> Does he have much time? I don't know if Charles. He's not looking healthy. Like you said, sausage fingers. His there's fingers, something going on with boy. his hands. You got to look next time he's on TV, look at his hands. It's a gout of the hands or something. It's all inflated. Too much red meat and red wine. It's a rich man's disease. <laughs> He's got that would make sense, actually. He's got something going on with his fingers. So if we switch it all over to Charles, and then he croaks. No one wanted him on there in the first place. Mm-hmm. Then what do you do? Switch it again? Just put Princess Diana on it. Oh, that would really... <laughs> Stir the pot in. That would really get under his, his skin, mm-hmm. which may be a little thin to start with. How oh. about we have a happy medium, okay? We want the British and the Canadians on it. Mike Myers as Austin Powers. 
<laughs> there it is. Done. Yeah, baby. <laughs> this is the Taz and Jim Podcast. This year's Toy Hall of Fame finalists. I love this. Have been announced. The National Toy Hall of Fame revealed 12 finalists for the class of 2022. And we've got Bingo. Classic. That's a good choice. Briar Horses. Do you huh? know what Briar no. Horses are? I, I don't know. Briar Horses. Probably a little toy horse thing. Yeah, I can't even picture what that would be. Briar Horses in there. Jim, this is right up your alley. Settlers of Catan. Hell yeah, baby. Masters of the Universe, the He-Man toys. The He-Man collection, that's good. That's classic stuff. The Castle of Grayskull, that is an iconic 90s or 80s kids toy. They were nominated last year. They didn't make the cut. <laughs> they were nominated on uh, alongside the Pinata last year, and neither of them got in. Wow, Pinata snub. You know who got, got in last year to the uh, National Toy Hall of Fame? Was it the stick? Sand. Pretty close. <laughs> I mean... Just sand. Yeah, you could go sand toys, but... Sand. Uh, Nerf toys nominated this year. Shocking they're not in there already. Amazing. Love Nerf. Pinata's getting another chance at romance here. You got Pound Puppies. Phase 10, whatever that is. Oh, that's a card game. Rack-O. Do you know what Rack-O no. is? The Spirograph. That's a cool one, too. You get the pen out. My you make sisters had the cool art drawings. Yeah, it is kind of impressive. And the top spinning it doesn't top. get more classic than that. And for our Jewish friends, they're really going to appreciate that. Yeah, you got to go top slash dreidel. Yeah, right. Um, so it'll be interesting to see who gets in. Light bright is on the list as well. Love I almost missed light too. bright. I, the the light bright is featured in the latest season of Stranger Things. And it was the most frustrating part of the new season. <laughs> Why? Because you know in Stranger Things, they use lights to communicate with people who are in the upside down. Yes, they'll put the Christmas lights on the wall next to the alphabet. You got it. So they pull out a light bright, and they use it to communicate with some of their friends who are in the upside down. But the lights light up individually. Instead of all together? Instead of all together. And if you were a kid in the 80s, you know that the light bright, the only thing that's powering that is a single light bulb behind this black piece of construction paper yeah, that you dots. poke holes into, right? So it is virtually impossible to light up the lights individually if you have already poked the holes in the black construction paper. Okay, yeah, yeah, because if the black construction paper, it, it could have the but pattern. But it's spelling yeah, yeah, words yeah. out, and no. it didn't and it's make only any sense. because the plastic is the color, and the light shines through the plastic. You got it. Yeah. You got it. You hmm. know, I will suspend disbelief in a lot of ways for a science fiction television sure, show. Sure, sure. Evil Russians under the mall? I get it. <laughs> But when you you mess with the properties of a light bright, <laughs> you take me right out of the storyline. Where'd they hide it? Our contestant from Kitchener-Waterloo today, it's Kyle. How you doing, Kyle? Good, how are you? Pretty good, buddy. Good. We are going to give you stories about people hiding things for one reason or another. Um, one of the stories is the daily dumper, which means they have hidden it in their uh, their backside region, okay? All right. 
And if you suspect the story is the Daily Dumper, you got to yell out, Daily Dumper! <laughs> Be- I can do that. Before we give you the multiple choice options. Sounds good. All right, the first story here. Earlier this month, a dog sniffed out 13 kilos of cocaine at an Italian airport. Where'd they hide it? Was the cocaine hidden in a wheelchair, in a case of red wine, or in a shipment of spaghetti? Hmm. What do you think? 13 Uh, kilos. You're going case of red wine, and unfortunately, that is incorrect. Mm. Kind of stereotyping there. Just because they're Italian, it would be red wine. Might want to look in the mirror. (laughs) It was the wheelchair. Ah. That's a classic. Yeah. Deflate the wheels and fill them with cocaine? You got to be nervous when that dog starts sniffing around, eh? If you're trying to (laughs) smuggle the drugs. And you can't really get away. (laughs) I I don't think he actually needed the wheelchair, Jim. He probably could have run. What? (laughs) Here's the next story. Police in India have arrested four members of a gang for attempting to smuggle 4.12 kilograms of whale vomit into the country. Where'd they hide it? Whale vomit? Whale vomit. It's used in incense, medicine, and perfume, apparently. What? I I don't know. I think I'd rather burn one of Gwyneth Paltrow's candles than I would a whale vomit incense stick. (laughs) Yeah, we don't want to promote (laughs) whale bulimia. What's going on here? Uh, The 4.12 kilograms of whale vomit worth over a million pounds. So it's valuable stuff. By the volume? Yeah, that's incredible. That's, yeah, all right. Anyway, I see why they're doing it, though, not to encourage it. Yeah, I guess it's tough because they're underwater, so it must be tough to collect whale vomit. <laughs> <laughs> kind of floats away, you'd think. Um, okay, anything? No? Well, I don't think you can put whale over there. Well, it was, oh, sorry, did I do the You didn't they do the it? options here. Okay. Where'd they hide it? Did they hide the whale vomit inside wooden marionettes, inside shampoo bottles, or in their butts? Is the whale vomit hard? It is. It almost looks like amber. I just looked it up. Like big, like the size of a football, bigger. Oh, what was the second option? Shampoo bottles. Footballs. Well, I mean, you could break it up. Maybe like a small, small football. I don't know. People are crazy, though. But maybe off the butt. Oops, it. <laughs> it, 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 it was the daily dumper. You it missed was. out because you didn't yell it out beforehand. Oh. Okay. Oh, the loophole. Listen, I don't know much about smuggling whale vomit either. I would have been confused by so, that. I, I still am. And you know what? That's no. what, Taz, you were giving him the delayed options, yeah. you know. I was, I was dropping hints there. Mm. Fair enough. My jaw was just dropped. I couldn't believe it. Yeah. There was a lot going on in that story. Dude, I'm going to go to the Look beach this, and Taz. search. What it looks like. Yeah, I'm going to start searching for whale vomit when I'm at the beach. Don't go to Grand Band, bud. <laughs> going to have to go to the coast. <laughs> Just so you're not Every your weekend, time. I've been in Lake Ontario <laughs> searching for whale vomit. I still haven't found any. Okay, this is, the, this is the... We've been teasing this one here. This is a fun story. Nigerian officials have seized thousands of donkey penises that were about to be exported to Hong Kong. Where'd they hide? 
Were the Hong Kong donkey dongs disguised as cow penises? Were they disguised as baseball bats? Or were they disguised as umbrellas? <laughs> uh, I gotta say a baseball bat. I'll give you another chance here because this is for the win. It was not baseball bats. Was it cow penises or umbrellas? Cow penis. Cow penis. <laughs> you got it. Yeah. Uh, apparently, it's okay to bring cow penises across the border into Hong Kong, but not donkey dong. I, hmm. I don't know why, and I don't know what's. We're learning new things. New what season of Fear Factor? What, what is a Hong Kong donkey dong good for, Jim? I don't know. I didn't. I'm, I'm guessing an aphrodisiac. A lot of the times, these genitals are sold somewhere overseas, and it's for aphrodisiac. Yeah. Hong Kong donkey. <laughs> Don't, okay. don't, you're going to get fired. Don't nope, take that into late, the work computer. It just shows Donkey Kong, a lot of it. Donkey Kong. <laughs> <laughs> well, let's, uh, should we'll we end there? Here, well, on. we'll do some research yeah, off the I air here. The good news is, congratulations, Kyle. We are hooking you up with $100 in Lotto 649 tickets. You could become a multimillionaire. That would buy a lot of whale vomit, buddy. This is the Taz and Jim Podcast.